and welcome to In My Mug, episode 397 on Monday the 20th of June 2016. I am your host Stephen Light. Actually I should be doing Bonjour, Je m'appelle Stephen. Um, because I'm in Paris in uh, Telescope, which is a coffee shop that um, is owned by one of my good friends, Nico. It's very close to the Louvre. Um, we've done it in my mug here before as well. I can't remember what number it was, but it was a th- quite a few years ago, at least two or three years ago. Um, but I'm here for the Euros this week. Um, I watched Sweden against Ireland on Monday. I'm watching Switzerland against Romania today. And then I've got England against Wales tomorrow. Then I'm back home. So um, all of the fun. Um, and I thought while I was here, it would be cool to do an In My Mug in the shop. So that's what I'm doing. Um, this week's coffee comes from Bolivia. It comes from a farm, farm called Don Carlos. Now, some of you might remember Belinda that we had quite a few years ago. Belinda was the colony, is where Don Carlos is. This is a brand new farm um, and it's been planted by uh, Daniela and um, Pedro Rodriguez and uh, Pedro Pablo as well, who's the son also. Um, Daniela is the daughter and Pedro is the dad. They're the exporters that we've been buying all of our amazing Bolivians from for the past few years. Um, probably in love with these guys, they are doing such an amazing job, but they've noticed that coffee production in Caranavi has been on the decline, so people are planting less and less coffee, and the best way they thought they could combat that was by starting to buy some land and plant their own farms, so they can have ultimate control of cherry processing and exporting. Um, this farm is named after Carlos, who is the mill manager, and all-round fixer, like he just runs around the place fixing stuff. Uh, Carlos is just an amazing guy. I'm going to put a picture on the screen of him now. Um, he's just proper legend. Um, and they love him so much on the mill that they decided to name one of their farms after him, which I think is a pretty big honour. Um, the farm is around about 1,400 to 1,650 metres above sea level. It is planted with Katura, which is this one. Katayi, which we also have. Uh, Longbury, which is like a, a, a Java-type varietal. They have geisha planted on there. They're doing a whole heap of experiments, red and yellow and orange bourbon, um, that we're gonna start seeing coming through over the years. But this is the first proper production lot that's come from there. Remember the, um, oh, which one was it? The La Linda? Well, La Linda is also one of their farms, so this is the same project that they're doing all at the same time. Um, Virgin land, never had coffee planted on it, been completely turned over, it was forest, kind of abandoned land. Um, and they've just kind of started turning it over and processing it and making it better. Which I think is fantastic. Like, I really want to work with people like this that um, just want to make coffee production better in the places that they are. Um, but what they also want to do is show the locals that there's profit in growing coffee. So a lot of people have lost hope that there is profit in coffee. Um, and this is just something to try and start to get people excited again and to try and um, show them that they can have productive coffee, you can have um, great prices for coffee, um, and this is their experiment. Anyway, we should go and do this week's mapping. So here I am, I'm not in in UK at all, I'm still in Paris, but we're going up, 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 and we'll probably, yeah, we saw a little bit of France then, and we're going across the Atlantic down to Bolivia, so... um, Obviously Bolivia somewhere we spent a lot of time. Uh, we're gonna zoom down and we're gonna zoom down. There we go, the country of Bolivia. Uh, the amazing, beautiful Andean spine that runs to the left of it. 
But here's a fact. The second largest lake in Bolivia is called Lake Pupu, uh, and it's not a freshwater lake. So I'm not sure what it is if it's not a freshwater lake, but hey. Um, so we're going to go down and we're going to zoom into Caranavi. Lots of coffees around here that you all know. But we're going down to Don Carlos. And we can see here, this is actually not a bad view, but you can see the very beginnings of the plantings. Uh, so if you look to the left, you can see the rose. This must have been just like two, three years ago. Um, it's pretty new. Um, but you can see the really kind of how high it is as well. Looking down on Caranavi, like that's fantastic. And you can see the far, you can see the city from the edge of the farm. I have some great photos of that. So the lowest point is Rio, Rio Paraguay, which is 90 meters above sea level. The highest is Nevado Samanja, which is 6,542. Many times I say that word, I should maybe learn how to pronounce it. But you can see La Linda just uh, a little bit further round. Um, and Carmelita, which is another coffee that we've had from Bolivia. Um, you know, basically all around this town, there's amazing coffee. That was the map bit. So that was the map bit. Uh, I kind of remember it not being so great, but it was a couple of weeks ago I recorded it, so who knows. Um, so normally we would do Roland's that fat now, but I'm not. Funny enough, I don't have a face that I carry around with me for Roland. So we're going to go straight uh, into the tasting, and I'm going to be joined by Nico, who uh, owns Telescope, who's very kind. Let me record this here. So um, I'll be back with you in just a second. So we're back, and I'm joined by Nico, who is the owner of Telescope. Yeah. We've been here before. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. We were over there last time, though, yeah. I think. Yeah. This table was not existing. No. That's no. maybe why. And this bar is brand new as well. Yes. It's very cool. But the owl is still watching over. Exactly. Just like the bouncer. <laughs> so, um, tell people who may not have been here where you are and how they can find you if they come to Paris. So. Um, you take a Paris map, you make a cross, and I'm in the centre of the cross. So very near to the Louvre gallery. Between Louvre and Opera. Yeah, very near to Louvre. Yeah. It's so easy to get here, yeah. as long as you're not driving. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Paris driving's interesting. Yes, further those days. It is, it is. And your website, do you have a website? I have, um, yeah, kind of a blog yeah. on telescopecafe.com. There we go. And uh, Instagram, always, like for the latest jokes. <laughs> so the address is on the blog as well, where people everything, can Everything, yeah, everything. Right. We'll put a link somewhere. Sure. Um, yeah, we should definitely do that. It's going to be written in the bottom. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, Telescope, tell us a little bit about how it started, why you opened a coffee shop in Paris, because when you started there wasn't really a lot of great coffee around, was there? No, there was not. Um, discovered it um, through, I used to be a photographer, and through photography I had to shoot uh, coffee, and I thought it was pretty interesting until I found out so many things. Yeah. Uh, and um, I got like totally keen on and went to New York to learn how it goes. Went to London. Try not to order the table too much because I'll be getting seasick. You're right. You're, you're right. That was in my story. And, uh, <laughs> and uh, yeah, and I, I thought there was something missing in, in uh, Paris. Yeah. Like a uh, good coffee was possible to make. It was, um, and I started like, four years ago. I mean, the thing is, it's an amazing coffee culture here. Yeah. But actually, now, like, I've been to three shops since I've been here. Yeah. It's a really good espresso, really yeah. good brewed coffee, and getting along. Isn't it? It's just like so different to when I first came. Like when I first came to the shop and recorded here in my mug, yeah. you really were the only place. Yeah. Now, now you get like a few places where you can get very good coffee. Um, 
30-ish um, people taking care of coffee in, in Paris, which is pretty much. Tell me a little bit about Frog Fight. It's like Frog Fight, I think, was very much the start of this whole coffee culture in Paris. Frog Fight was literally like um, coffee gigs in the middle of a desert, like uh, <laughs> was a like yeah Sahara surface. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, uh, and found out that there was a, a real culture and community, and like um, most of the top five uh, starters, um, like the people from the first from the core of the Frog Fight group uh, all made their coffee shops happening. Like Tender with Doma, uh, had was uh, David, David Lear, which yeah. was the two founder. But then you also had like uh, Chris from Foundation, Nico from Hollybelly. All those guys started making their own coffee shop. And Gerald from Matamata, I think Lustig is good to mention too. And I'm sure I forget like uh, a few. But I think the other thing is what the, what people like yourself and yeah. these other cup shops come in have raised the level of the guys who were already here yeah. that weren't really doing specialty yeah. before, I think, if we're honest. Now yeah. are actually doing good coffee. Like, I had coffee from one of the more established roasters yeah, yeah, here, yeah, yeah, yeah. and it was espresso, and it was really good. Yeah, yeah, like, and I remember it not being good. Yeah, no, no, the quality is amazing. The quality is amazing. And there's um, not, a, not a race, but there is something like a... Um, yeah, something is something happening. The, the more there is, the more coffee shop there is, the more we can share. I don't think we're competing because we're still a, a neighborhood thing. I don't, I don't think like there is the best coffee shop. But there's maybe the favorite for people. But I think it's a lot about uh, has a lot to do with um, sharing information. The more there is, the more skilled people, the better. It is. We knew that was going to fall off yeah, at some point, didn't we? <laughs> it's one. Yeah. Oh, oh, no. Yeah. I, I shouldn't believe it. Yeah, maybe I'll look after it. <laughs> um, no, I think that's exactly these, the, what the feels to be here is that there isn't that, oh, I must get on the metro and go to this coffee shop. Yeah. It's like, this coffee shop's close to me, I want to go there. Yeah, and exactly. it feels to be a lot uh, of that. And I, I know my friends are going to be there, or I'm going to be able to say hi to Paul or no, I, I, I think that's definitely a thing here, and yeah. it's, but I really love the way the community does come together and doesn't try and compete. Yeah. That, that, that's good. That reminds me very much of London in yeah. 2007 yeah. when that whole thing started there. Exactly. And look what happened to London. You yeah. Know, and so many great destinations. Yeah, yeah, yeah fantastic. It's even like, uh, yeah. So, um, you. you don't work with just one roaster here. You have a lot of guest roasters coming in, don't you? So if somebody comes I have, here, they have a main uh, roaster. Who's that then? And and, and, and a few mistresses. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Now, but I think it's really cool that I mean, that's something that is quite unique as well. I think in Paris, it seems yeah. to be that people tend to get married. Yeah. Whereas, exactly. whereas you just you sleep around. Yeah. You're whore. Yeah. <laughs> I could I could I could also say that um, I work like a wine bar. You wouldn't go to a wine bar where they just have a wine wine from a one producer, even if it's rosé, red and white. You like to have a bit of this region, a bit of this region and try things. But in a um, newborn coffee culture, people need to get like uh, different taste uh, profiles and, and things like this. No, I think that's fantastic. So it's uh, interesting. So we should look at the coffee. Sure. Um, so it's a Bolivian, um, okay. it's a Ketura. It comes from Caranave um, and it's owned by uh, Pedro and uh, Daniela and Pedro 
Pablo Rodriguez. Okay. They're a family that run a mill, yeah. um, and they couldn't get enough coffee coming into the mill. They're exporters that we buy from as well. Yeah. Um, so they've actually bought four farms uh, and just planted them out with coffee. Uh, this is the first yield to come off the farm, so it's only three-year-old plants. Yeah. So, like, um, yeah, this is the first proper harvest. Um, named Don Carlos after the mill manager, so that's his name, and he's helping plant the farm and do all of the work. So. Exactly, so he's doing a lot of the husbandry and stuff. So let, let's dive in and try it. So we have no tasting notes for this again, just like last week when I did it, we had no tasting notes. We've got no tasting notes this week, so we're going to do them on the fly. Uh, and then I've got to email them to Chris for the label. So on this one, no tasting notes. So <laughs> let's dive in. So for me, starting off, it's very typically Bolivian. It's got that sweet milk chocolate. Yeah. It's kind of rounded. I'm getting a little bit of like um, hazelnut as well, like which I think I associate more with Brazils than I do with uh, Bolivians. Um, but there's a very delicate acidity on the end, and I can't quite work out what it is. So I'm going to go back in. I mean, what do you think? Could, could be um, something like pre-vegetal. But close maybe to rhubarb acidity. I love that descriptor. Yeah. Rhubarb is going on the label. That's okay. that's definitely going on there. Because it is, it's got that really kind of like fruity but also kind of like sharp sharpness to it and a body as well. Now that's that's fantastic. I think it is. It's you can tell this is new plant tissue. You can tell that this is new planting because it's just so fresh. And, and I think it's the first time we have a coffee that's younger than the Tesco. Wow, well there's a first, that's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. Um, no, I, I think it's great. We've only done it brewed because I didn't want you to mess away with the grinder doing it for espresso. Uh, but this will make a great espresso, I think. Um, that, that sweetness and the milk chocolate. We should try it on the UK. Well, we'll try it, they can try it at home, yeah. we won't okay. then, we might try it though. Um, but this is fun, I, I'm, I'm a big fan of this coffee, I love what they're doing on the farm, they have so many different varietals, yeah. so they've got like yellow bourbon, orange bourbon, red bourbon, uh, geishas, uh, exactly, exactly, and now this is, they planted more Keturah, because it's yeah. easier to plant, they've, we've also got the Katai from there, which is going to be going on the site at the same time as well, so it's kind of nice that we're getting this variety that we can trace back in because a lot of the time you just think, oh, it's Tipica, because yes. nobody knows what it is. So um, come and check out Telescope, come see Nico. Um, he will look after you. Uh, he does the best toast in the world as well, um, which I'm going to have in a minute. Oh, you didn't? And not yet, oh. not yet. I, I was waiting until I recorded this so I can relax. <laughs> Uh, these guys don't know how much I'm on edge waiting to record this. I, yeah. Um, thank you very much for letting me do this. Thank you, um, thank you for Paris treating me so nicely as well. No Russian football fans have tried to beat me for anything. Yeah. Yet. <laughs> there is plenty of time. Wait until the England shirt comes on then. Exactly. Yeah. No. Um, it's been fantastic. Thank you for listening. And uh, do remember, life is definitely too short for bad coffee. Salute. Yeah. Perfect.